1: I'm Maria Menunos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the
0: buzz begin. Hi, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the launch of the first ever Bachelor Morning Show. I'm so excited. This is Bachelor AM with Kelsey Meyer. And, you know, we were gonna wait for a second to kind of start rolling on this, and then I thought, no. What a better time to have my girl, Rachel Lindsay, get on here and use this platform to educate and talk about real issues. And she's a sweet angel and she does so much. You are so busy and speak your truth. So I'm just like, truly, Rachel, I've been telling you all week, I'm so excited, but I'm really, really honored that.
1: I'm I'm excited to be here. What you guys don't know is Kelsey and I go way back. This is not our first time meeting. So when you hit me up and you were like, hey, can you be a part of this? I'm like, absolutely. You're an angel. Can you, in the background. Yes. Can you hear what's going on in the background? This is so, no, this is so on point. So obviously we're not in the same place right now, but someone from the balcony of our apartment in Miami has been playing Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And it's just been going round and round throughout the day. I love it. So that. if you hear that in the background, it's like the backdrop of
0: mm, kind of what some perfect. of the things we will talk I'm about like, today. I know. <sighs> well, I mean, let's just get right into it. First, I mean, how are you doing? How are you holding up, really?
1: I, I have to tell you, I'm better. If we had had this conversation last week, I would have been emotional. I, I've gotten emotional on my podcast. It's just all been so heavy. And I haven't been able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But- What I, after seeing the officers in the George Floyd case all get arrested, all be charged, after hearing, well, I'm trying not to get political, but just after hearing some of the things that our leaders have said, uh, that certain leaders have said in our country, Mm -hmm. it's just given me hope and it makes me feel like we're being heard. And this is a movement that didn't start, you know, yesterday or last week. This is a movement that started. Years ago, Mm -hmm. as Black Lives Matter, but decades ago with just us demanding our rights. So it's just been amazing to see that we have everyone's attention right now. And everyone is kind of unifying and all fighting for change. And that's been something I've never seen before. And this week, it's just continued to grow as protests continue throughout the country. I saw somewhere that they've had protests in all 50 yep. states. That yep. is insane. And in like event.
0: suburbs, which is, I mean, it's never happened. It's never happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's funny that you say that because I think today was the first day and the only day that I've been like, I think May was supposed to happen as hard and horrible as this month has been. And it was like, at times I felt helpless because I didn't know what to do. And today I lo- literally looked at my friend and I was like, this was supposed to happen because things are changing. And I really have hope, like you said, that you see that light. Yeah, it's the perfect storm of it all. Because if we were going about our normal days
1: and caught up in the things of life, you know, as we, we move throughout our day, I don't think it would have the same effect. In fact, I know it wouldn't have the same effect because George Floyd's murder is one of many, but right now it's the perfect storm of COVID, of unemployment and all these events that transpired back to back to back where everyone is paying attention and they're like, enough is enough. And so it's as sad as it is, it's still there. You can see the silver lining in it all. Yeah. Just for example, with George Floyd's daughter, oh my who God, was standing on the shoulders yeah. of Stephen mm-hmm. Jackson, Jackson saying, my daddy changed the world as heartbreaking as that is. It's also beautiful yeah. in the same moment yeah. because you look at her and you see hope. You look at her and you see
0: a future. And you see the joy in her face. And I think that's what made me, Like emotional. I mean, I cry at like the drop of a hat. But she she was so proud versus being scared or sad, and it was really powerful. That was really really powerful. But I know you and Brian went to the protests last weekend, right, in Miami. Mm -hmm hmm so I want to ask you because I know you said it was peaceful and it was beautiful until you left and you see those people out there on the yachts and you see those people partying and you see those people who have zero idea what's going on and my fear we took it
1: all we brought them to our land. an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see
0: we could not but she did and in the end what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2 play it now with game pass is those people are going to keep being those losers and not paying attention and that that's what scares me now so i'm curious on your take it's like how do we get those people who are the last little bit, I feel like on board? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, it is really, it was really tough when we were protesting and we were so proud and we were so in that moment and then we walk away and it was like back to reality, Mm -hmm. a kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And it's, It's as I continue to think about that, it wasn't just that they didn't know what was going on. They chose not to know because you have to be hiding under a rock to know, to not know what's happening in our country right now and who it's affecting and what we're fighting for in regards to change. So it was more frustrating to see that these people don't really care. They're not concerned with what's going on. I think that was the tough pill to swallow. But to your point also, when it as, as happy as I am that things are moving in the right direction, it's also very trendy. <gasps> I hate to say that. Sorry, that's Brian yelling in the background <laughs> he's like, about the Martin he's Luther like, King yes, speech oh, that's going on. Mm. Um, it's also very trendy right now with what's going on. And so I don't all trends... Fade away, Right. Something else becomes popular. And so I don't want this to be a trend. Yeah. I want it to almost be a lifestyle. Yeah. I want people to be fighting for this change, to make a difference, to make a better future for the next generation. And so I'm, I'm hoping that because we have your undivided attention that that will resonate with you, that you will feel so disturbed I spoke on this. We want you to be so angry and disturbed by what is happening in this country that you can't help but speak Mm -hmm. out. You can't help Mm -hmm. but sit still. Mm -hmm. And I'm hopeful that that's how things are gonna be moving forward.
0: You know, I was listening to your little bit on CBS about not being silent. And then Meghan Markle um, had a comment today about it too. And it's funny, I never, I was never personally like afraid or anything because I feel like if you're sharing anything about this and it's for the cause, then nothing can be wrong. Mm-hmm. But in your point of view, those people who are scared and who are still scared, and I think that that's just, that number is dwindling every day. What, like what would you say to them? What is wrong? Like what's holding them back?
1: Yeah. I I think it's easy to not be affected by things that don't directly impact you, mm-hmm. right? So I look in the mirror and I see a black woman every single day where you look in the mirror and you don't. So you're you're bothered and affected by things that directly affect you as a white woman and and same with me as a black woman. And so I think sometimes it's just human nature to not think about those things because you don't have to. You have to be you have to want and proactively think about those. You know, just for example, I was giving Brian this example about immigration. Immigration was a, is is and was a hot issue, but because my parents or myself I did not immigrate to this country, it's I recognize it, I see it, but I'm not affected by it the same way as someone who immigrated to this country. So, to my friends or people out there that may be scared, I think the question to ask yourself is what are you scared of? Really ask yourself what is stopping you from speaking out? Is it the backlash that you might get from your friends or family or your social media followers? Do you want people following you who are going to give you flack for fighting for what you believe is right? I think that's really, it's really a, it's a, you have to really look inside and ask yourself what it is that you're scared of. And then when you answer that question, that'll kind of tell you things.
0: And you know, I like that you brought up the social media point too, because that's been, it's like you have, you go on to educate yourself and not even educate yourself, but see what's going on and see what other people are posting. Because there are those people posting things that I want to see. And people, I have friends on the front lines, like at the protests. And I mean, honestly, Rach, even the stuff you post, it's, those are the things I want to see. But back to what you said about trending and social media, it's like you spoke on this in the Black um, Blackout Tuesday being a trend. And that actually really hit me because I think a lot of people see that as a way to just post and I don't know. It's like show people that they do care, but it's like, what mm-hmm. are you actually doing that you're not telling anyone else? to make a difference. And yeah, that, that's the hardest thing I think I've been wrestling with, because it's like, I want to just scream at people, but then I also don't feel like it's my place, but then it also is my place. It's absolutely my place. place. That's a really good point because I get that a lot is I have no business
1: speaking. I just need to listen. No, that's, what's been the problem this entire time. It's not like it's something new. You've known these injustices have been going on. It's just that you've, been silent and you've watched it's kind of like oh I feel and I'm using you in a general way it's just more of been, oh, that's so sad. That's such a shame that happens, but you watch it and there's no action behind it. I posted something on social media the other day that said demanding change without necessary action is just wishful thinking. You know, you can wish and hope Mm -hmm. and say that change needs to happen, but if you don't put any type of action behind it, then what's really changing? And I think that that's what, when when we talk about the trend and we talk about Blackout Tuesday, it's what are you going to do? Okay, now you're aware. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we've had your atten- we have had your attention. So what are you going to do with this new awareness that you have now? Right. And it can vary, right? I like to talk. I like Set. to speak out. <laughs> but I don't hold everybody to that same mm-hmm. standard that you have to speak out in the way that I am. Because that's, that's not comfortable for everybody. But maybe it's you donate. Maybe you volunteer with a certain group where you're making phone calls and you're creating awareness, you know, across the country. Maybe you're protesting. Maybe you're marching. Maybe you're educating your child and your friends and your family who might not be as willing to learn that you are. Maybe you're reading something. But I think with knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And the more that you know, I think the more you'll feel convicted
0: to want to make change. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, I don't think a lot of people forget about it, but voting. And voting, yes. I mean, the amount of people I know who didn't vote in the past, it's just like it makes me, like, makes my blood boil. I mean, it truly makes my skin crawl. It's like that, you are the problem. Like, you are the person. That's this. It, like, makes my head want to explode. It is. And it's like, if if you didn't vote, then you can't
1: complain. And I think people always think when they think voting, they think every four years I go out to vote and I vote in the presidential election. No, you have to vote in the primaries Mm -hmm. to determine who is the person who's going to be representing each party in the final election. You have to vote on the local level because it's, These local elections that have these county officials, that have the mayors, that put the police chiefs, who create these police reforms by negotiating these collective bargaining agreements with the union. It's these people who vote for the attorney, for the state's attorney, who in the Minneapolis case is going to be handling this case against the police officers in the George George Floyd case. It's these people that make the difference on the local level or even your state mm-hmm. representatives mm-hmm. and then your state senators who are representing you in Congress. And then the president, there's just so many levels to it that just period, as you said, Kelsey, just vote, just vote.
0: You need to be registered. Truly, and you need to vote. Truly. So without, I have to get a little political because I really want your opinion on this Biden picking a VP. Uh-huh. He said, it's going to be a female. If you had to put one person or you, if you could be in his head, who would you put there after all of this? I mean, even yeah, before all so this.
1: well, before I think Biden made the commitment that he was going to pick a woman. Mm-hmm. So before it was that, then it was very widespread as to who he could pick. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good options as far as women. Women are really stepping. They always have, but just now they're really getting the recognition that they deserve. After he made the you ain't black comments on the breakfast club Mm -hmm. and then with what's coupled that with what's going on in our country right now, I think he has to pick a black woman as his vice president. If you are serious about making the change, because Biden addressing the country has been amazing. Mm -hmm. So if you're serious about it. If you really want to make these changes, you really need to put somebody by your side. Your running mate needs to understand the changes that are exactly going to be made. You as a white male can only understand so much. It's the person who's directly impacted by these issues that can take it to another level for you, that can really help you push these initiatives forward. So if police reform and police brutality and Mending race relations is really at the forefront of your political agenda, then you have to have a black woman. So, that being said, I think that, um, oh gosh, now names are escaping me, but Val yep. out of yes, Las yes, Vegas is a ha- yes. great choice. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor out of Atlanta, has really stepped up in a time where we, her city yeah. needs her too. I mean, she has been fantastic. Stacey Abrams yes. out of Georgia yes. has been amazing. And even Kamala Harris has really stepped up. I know I that agree. some people have some issues with her, but she's still been really great as well. Um, the mayor, uh, I think it's Lori Lightfoot out of Chicago has been amazing as well. These mayors, these governors have really stepped mm-hmm. up in this time to represent their cities, their states as we are in this civil unrest when other leaders haven't. Mm-hmm. Leader. Leader.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's, it's crazy because I think that another good thing that came out of this was, and it's so sad to say, but people realized who their governors were, you know? Like- Yeah, <laughs> so true. I'm like, oh, all my friends in New York are like, oh my gosh, yeah, we, like, we love him, you know? It, so there are so many good people, and I think that if he doesn't pl- pick a black female as his VP- I don't think that, and then I'm just moving. Yeah, the if he doesn't pick the,
1: because, because of the things that have transpired in the state of Minnesota, right. Soda, Amy Klobuchar, it cannot be. If he was not going to pick a Black woman, the governor in Michigan, to me, would be the I don't think I don't know if it'd be accepted, but I would think that would be the best option, just how she's handled covid for her state and how she's just been so progressive and taking action as a new governor in that state. So I think that'd be the only one that I think people yeah. might be more. Yeah, I just want able to accept. that. But I,
0: yeah, I'm like, give me some Michelle yeah, Obama. Well, she's not coming. She's like, I'm done. I've been in my eight years. I'm out. Oh, my gosh. OK, you have to give me, though, because you're the realest person and I freaking love it. One message for Trump, just one, what would it be? Well, since I'm, I'm going to not do a
1: curse one. Yeah. Because I think. Because your I mom will get mad. Up
0: what that would be.
1: Yeah. My mom. <laughs> <my> mom she has <laughs> asked me not to. Um, I think my message for Trump is like, get over yourself and wake up. I think it's too late at this point. You are who you are. Mm-hmm. Nothing about you is going to change. But Wake up and see what is happening in our nation. Wake up and try to unify us and bring us together. I mean, we are a nation that is hurting, and everyone is watching what we are going to do. There are so many issues. They've said it already. There are two viruses in this country, and one has been here for centuries, and no one has stepped up to truly Mm -hmm. attack it and take care of it. So what are you going to do? to bring us together as Americans, because right now we are a nation that is divided and we are a nation that is on the brink of a civil war. Yes. And we need someone who's going to step up and connect us and bring us together. And every time Trump steps up to the podium,
0: he just pushes us farther and farther wow. apart. It's mm-hmm. just so, it's, just, it's so bad. I know. It's, it's just so bad. And I'm glad you're laughing because I have gotten to the point where I just laugh now too, and I'm just like, "What can you do? What can you, you do? Thank
1: God it's an election year, perfect. Truly, storm. I mean, truly, you couldn't the fact that it is that all of this is happening and it's an election year, we don't have to wait another year for this. I know. Like,
0: I know it's like let's, let's make let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Things are meant to be. Take it as a sign. I mean. I'm here. I'm right here for that. You know what we have to talk about because you have talked about it on your Higher Learning podcast, which I also want to hear about, because if y'all haven't listened, it is quite literally the best way to educate yourself right now. And Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and you guys are just so fun to listen to. You and Van are so funny. I and <laughs> Fans up, fans great. Oh my gosh. But your dynamic is truly wonderful and the other day you guys talked about canceled culture or cancel culture. Yeah. And you said you don't fully believe in it, but like, okay, now after all this, we're getting the Leah Michelles, we're getting the Drew Brees. It's like, okay, what are your, what are your stance on canceled culture now? Well, people do make
1: mistakes mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't like cancel culture because it's one thing to call somebody out. And it's one thing to hold them accountable. It's another thing to say, Oh, I'm sorry. You made a mistake. You know, hashtag cancel this person, hashtag the party's over for this person. I I just don't believe in that because it's not fair just because they're on such a public platform and on a public stage that you have to cancel them for the one mistake that they made. It's not right. Now, I will hold you accountable. I will watch you and make sure that you make amends for whatever it is, the mistake that you did. But I don't think that we should just cut you off Mm -hmm. because of the one thing that you did. That's not fair.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think that that's a very kind approach of you and people should take note.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't mean that I have to be your friend. No, It doesn't mean that I have to be like, like just like promote you and support you. But it does mean that I can recognize that a mistake was made, that you sincerely apologize for it. And you're trying to learn and grow from it. I can recognize that I can forgive that. And I can move past that.
0: Okay. And I think that's what we should do. Wait, this is a perfect segue, though. And as Van would say, he needs a bachelor break. <laughs> um, okay. Second apology from Hannah. Uh-huh. The first one made me so uncomfortable and cringe. And even before I even listened to anything you would say, I was like, what the? Like, yeah. It was horrible. So then her yeah. apology now verbal very late what are your thoughts on this i mean can she come back from that is it like can someone change that quickly
1: well i don't want to critique her apology because two weeks ago or three weeks ago almost at this point when when the incident happened mm-hmm. and i did talk to mm-hmm. her i know that she was very upset mm-hmm. And she was remorseful for what her actions were. And she wanted, she wanted to apologize. Right. So I, I'm not going to critique the sincerity of it mm-hmm. because if she's going to apologize, then I'm going to accept mm-hmm. it. Right. Like it's not yeah. fair to judge That's how, fair. how she did it. But I mean, as far as can people change? Absolutely. They can. And Hannah said in her apology that she hired an educator mm-hmm. to educate her on why it was wrong and whatever else, I guess. So, I mean, if you're gonna hire somebody to teach you, I guess, you know, then you're really committed to learning and good for you. Again, I'll say the same thing that I say with everyone. All right, great. You learned, you're wanting to grow. Now I'm watching to see how you move on from this. Mm -hmm. I'm watching to Mm -hmm. see how you act. There were a lot of things that she promised in that apology. So let's see, let's see what you do with it.
0: Yeah. I like uh, that I a lot. And I think that's fair. Uh huh. I think that is fair because she is, I mean, I've always liked her. I don't know her, but like I've always liked her. <laughs> like, yeah, you're yeah. fine. But it was just kind of, I mean, obviously probably an eye opener for her, but also an eye opener for a lot of people. That's like something as easy as singing that. It's like, that's, that's not okay. That's really and not I- okay.
1: And it's, it's crazy with the timing of everything, mm-hmm. because I think what happened and the people mm-hmm. who want to brush it under the rug and say, oh, that's just a song. It's that type of ignorance. It's that type of let's, let's just, you know, like say, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's that kind of flippant attitude that why we're in the, yep. you know, the state that we're in today right now with the country. No, you have to recognize what is wrong. You have to hold people accountable and it's not Okay. You can't excuse that type of behavior because then it builds, it builds, it builds and builds. My co-host Van gave an excellent, excellent analogy of comparing it to a cancer. If you continue yes. to ignore it, what happens? It just builds and builds and builds. Oh, they didn't really mean it. Oh, it's not the big of a deal. Oh, you say that word too. No, it time is up mm-hmm. with having that type of attitude when it comes to things. So I think the timing of her saying it and the apology and what's happening in our country it's just crazy right now how it's all Rebellion. happening at the same
0: time i agree yeah. do you think that the bachelor franchise is going to do anything about it i mean 24 seasons Rach, it's pretty insane that you are the only black lead that's the show's ever seen that ever seen and you said it i laughed so hard it's like we've seen i don't even know how many i lost count how many peters 24
1: 24 peters it's like
0: 24 peters <laughs> are you kidding me? So do you think, I mean, they've been posting, like they posted something and I was like, yeah, like show me. something.
1: Exactly. What are the actions behind it? I mean, do I expect the franchise to do anything? I think the pressure is so great. And I had, I hate that I had to get to this. I think the pressure is so great right now that you have to, I gave this comparison on my friend Juliet's podcast, bachelor party. I said, They have casted at this point for 40 seasons, Mm. even though Claire's hasn't started. It's been casted. You've casted for 40 seasons and in 40 seasons, you've had one black lead. We are on 45 presidents. And in 45 presidents, there's been one black president. You are almost on par to say you're more likely to become the president of the United States than you are a black lead in this franchise. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And what bothers me about the franchise is that It like I've almost been a bit complicit and silent. I mean, I've always been very outspoken, Mm -hmm. spoken in my frustration about the need for diversity ever since I've been the lead. I've always spoken on that. But there's certain things that I don't speak out on that have frustrated me in the franchise. We don't speak on the things that contestants do that are racist. And it bothers me that certain things have happened that we just say, oh, hush, hush, and let's just move on past it. No, we need to acknowledge it because what you're doing is perpetuating this type of behavior. You're continuing to, and I saw it in full force with the Hannah situation, the way that people attacked me just for holding her accountable. That is the type of audience that you are breeding. And you're breeding that type of audience because of the product that you are putting out for this audience and you're doing it because you know that it's, it's no secret that my, my season had lower ratings may not have been the lowest, but it was was on the lower side. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but as a whole, it had lower ratings. And even M- Mike Fleiss spoke out about those ratings and what that meant to him. And he said, it's very telling as to who our audience is. But rather than try to change that, they continue to cast to play into that because at the end of the day, it's a business. Well, that's very frustrating for me. And if we're going around talking about Black Lives Matter and what's important and how we need systemic change in so many different ways, mm-hmm like whether it be employment and the police force in the wealth gap. Well, then let's talk about systemic change when it comes to the bachelor franchise, we got to change some things there too. And I don't know how you look, how you are a part of the bachelor franchise and you're watching what's happening in our country right now. And you don't self reflect that you've been part of the problem as you continue to perpetuate this type of behavior when you're putting out something that is very whitewashed and doesn't have any type of color in it. And you're not trying to be effective and change that. So I think that they have to, at this point, give us a Black Bachelor for season 25. Mm -hmm. You have to. I don't know how you don't. And it's been asked of me, will I continue in this franchise? If it continues in this way, I can't. Mm -hmm. I have to see some type of change. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. At this point, it's embarrassing to be
0: affiliated with it. It is embarrassing. And I think, I mean, after the whole Mike Johnson thing and him not getting it and them giving it to Peter, it's like, are you guys kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like you said, it's like you're a breeding ground of these people who attack you. I mean, you opened up that women tell all and like I was sobbing listening to you. It's like. People are DMing you, bullying you, attacking you. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, no one stands up for you in that franchise. I mean, that's truly, it's mind blowing to me. I will say that with no one stood up.
1: No, no, I take that back. I will say, with the Hannah Brown situation mm-hmm. and then with what's currently happening in our country, I have seen people in the Bachelor franchise stand up in a way that I never have before. And it's been very, very gratifying for me to see people actually step up and say something. And I'll particularly mention Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins is known to, you know, play to both sides and always you know, not stir the pod and walk the straight line. But I have seen Ben Higgins be so passionate about what is happening. Call out his followers, say, if you're going to continue to preach all lives matter, then don't follow me because it's simple. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying your life doesn't matter. It's just what's at issue and what's the for- at the forefront right now. I have heard him talk about it on his podcast. And so I have to applaud him for stepping up in a way that I never have before. And that's what we we needed that before i'm not going to go back in the past no. i'm just going to talk about what's happening right now and he is really stepping up and being a leader in what's happening right now and i'm and i'm proud of it and i hope that it catches like wildfire and other people yeah. continue and there are other people speaking yeah. out but that it's just more of on par to speak out than tonight
0: that's funny you mentioned ben because i was listening to his he like had clipped like little snippets of his podcast on his instagram and i was Kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, I'm very, very impressed by this. And I think you and, I mean, Nick Miles is very vocal and I love it. Yeah. But <laughs> too. they've been some of the most vocal. And mm-hmm. hearing that from you and hearing that he isn't really like that and actually starting to change, that gives me hope. That really does give me hope.
1: Yeah. I think people... Before it was, they were afraid, Mm -hmm. and they're not afraid anymore. Mm -hmm. And because it's, they are so disturbed by it that it's like, forget being afraid. What am I hiding from? What am I not speaking out about anymore? No, this bothers me and I wanna say something. And that's how we feel because we're directly impacted by it. So it has been nice that everyone, not everyone, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Most Mm -hmm. people are starting to recognize that. And that is why this week I am in a much better mental state that I was last week.
0: Yeah. I think I've seen that a lot with a lot of my friends too, who it's like last week they couldn't talk. And I even, it's like, I feel silly saying that sometimes because it's like, that's how I felt. But then i felt them be like, no, you like, like we talked about earlier, you're allowed to feel that way. I mean, it's like, I'm just so enraged by it. But yeah, there is some positive things that are, it's like things are really starting to change. And yeah, I- I'm curious Do you think – I mean, I could just see them doing this, them asking Mike Johnson again to be – or not again, but, like, be like, hey, do you want to be this next Bachelor? Do you think that if they did that, he would say yes? I hope he would. I hope – I think he would. If he's single and he's
1: available, then – because he works. He has a a full-time job. Mm -hmm. If he's available, then – I would absolutely think that he would. And I would be right there. I always say, I'm big sis. I'm here if ever you need me. Mike Johnson and I are close. Um, I would be thrilled me too. if he was the bachelor. Me too. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. will. There was such a huge movement to make him the bachelor last season. And I gave a whole spiel yeah. when I found out that he wasn't. And so if it's him, I'm you everybody knows where I stand.
0: You know when you move I'm here, moving into the mansion. Hey, I'm into the mansion like to give advice. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you move into the mansion, and then when you move to LA, we'll have like little screening parties. You can come hang out with me here. I remember I told an executive, I said,
1: "You make my Johnson the Bachelor." Literally, I'm 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 doing whatever you want. If you say jump, I'm gonna say how high. That's all you have. Just make him the Bachelor. That's
0: all. That was last year. I don't, I don't know if I'm in that space this year. I just make him are. The Bachelor because that's what you need oh, to do. Oh, God. We need <laughs> it. And we have to chat about, too, Becca, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. It's like news just came out supporting yeah. him liking the Blue Lives Matter. And it kind of just made me crumble. I mean, when we were talking about it, it's like, what And I think it just goes back to that. People can evolve, but I don't think people can ever change. And I'm really curious to see what Becca is going to do now with yeah. this.
1: People have to want to change. They can. They just have to want to. Um, it was disappointing. I'll say this. And I won't say much, which is a first. I. <laughs> it was disappointing to see Garrett's post. Out of respect for Becca, my co-host, who I adore, I want to give her the opportunity to speak first, um, before, and I know she will address it on our podcast, before, I definitely have my thoughts, Mm. and don't (laughs) think I'm not going to say anything, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you spoke out about Hannah, I definitely have my thoughts, but just as I went to Hannah first, before I said something, I wanna give the opportunity to go to Becca and allow Becca to say something before I do. And that's also because Becca has also gone through a lot. She is actually in the process as we speak of honoring the life of her grandfather who just recently passed Mm -hmm. away. So she's really dealing with some personal
0: issues and I really wanna respect that um, for 24 hours. (laughs) you're like i'll give her a day hey my mom always used to say that to me it's like break up with a boyfriend you can cry for 24 hours honey that's it uh, no but i know that becca wants to address it so you know we're all gonna hear what she has to say and then i will say something oh my gosh well i can't wait to listen it'll be on your guys's podcast Mm -hmm. potentially yes okay great yes oh i'm so excited next tuesday it'll come out next tuesday Next Tuesday, then we'll have to chat. Okay, what about um? Now we're really on the Bachelor bubble. Colton and Cassie, did it surprise you? I've been. I (laughs) have always said that
1: I thought that um, I never thought it was in for the. They ran for the long haul, but they lasted longer than I thought.
0: Mm.
1: Honestly, the announcement. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was announced in the middle of everything that's going on know. in our country. So it I was know. almost an afterthought, which may have been planned by them because it's like yeah. they announced it in the middle of where America is focusing on actual issues. You know, for them, that. it's an issue, right? Like for them, they broke up. It's a real thing. It's an issue for them, but not something that as a country we care about because there's so much going on. So I think it was the perfect timing for them to announce it because it was like you saw it and it was like, okay, but people are dying, be getting murdered by police officers in the street. Yeah. So I think a lot of people were kind of like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a shocker.
0: I mean, it's funny that you say that. Cause I was like, oh my God. When I got the tweet and then I was like, yeah, yeah. There's been like, not yeah. shocking. Like you said, and there's a lot bigger stuff. So very smart of them. I kind of agree with that. Very calculated. Yeah.
1: It, it, I mean, I think, when anybody announces a a breakup publicly, it's calculated as to when you're gonna announce it. But, um, you know, I wish them both. I've I've hung out with Cassie, I think she's great. Uh, Breakups are always hard. So I hope that, you know, they're doing okay. I think, you know, I think breakups are even harder in quarantine because you fixate on things right now because you don't have life to distract you from what it is that you're feeling. So that can be a gift and a curse, right? They can be dealing with their emotions, which is also healthy, but then it also can be overwhelming. So I, I wish them both well.
0: Oh, you're sweet. Me too. Me as well. And Rach, how are you and Brian doing? How is, how is your We're quarantine good. been? We're good. I mean, Brian still works. He's considered an essential worker as a
1: chiropractor. Oh so um, he's been going yeah. to work. So I think the way, best way for couples to survive quarantine is space. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a big old house. I mean, we're in a condo, so you don't want to be all up on each other. So we give each other our space. He goes to work. He does his thing. I do my work from here. I'm fortunate to be able to work from home. And then we come together and we love to watch movies. And so we, like, I usually cook. I cook. It's a new Rachel. Oh, my gosh. I tell him to enjoy it while it lasts. I cook. And then we we watch (laughs) movies together and we just hang out. So it's been fun. We've been playing board games.
0: and. You know, I take care of our dog, Copper, and yeah, it's been fun. I love it. Okay, two questions out of that. What recent movies have you been watching? And I want to know what is in your famous Brussels sprouts. <laughs>
1: My, I know, I know. My Brussels, Brian is obsessed with them. I actually got them from Whitney from The Bachelor. I got her recipe.
0: Oh, Scallop, um, we love her.
1: So, no, 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 that's Kristen. That's... I think her last name is Whitney. You're right, the you're right. Of I'm
0: sorry, Kristen. Whitney fransway okay okay okay, 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 okay.
1: Um, no, so the movie he had me watch last was god awful. It was called Over the Top. It was we actually watched Witness the other day, but then we watched Over the Top, which was this childhood movie of his from the eighties with Sylvester Stallone. And it's like the only time you don't see him playing a Rocky type character, but he's like this badass trucker guy who is starting this relationship up with his 10 year old son. And as on the trucking route, they arm wrestle and his secret move as to why he's so good is because when the hands are interlocked, he releases the fingers and puts them over the top of the other person's hence the name of the movie over the You're top. Kidding. And that's, that's his movie. secret move. When I saw that, I saw that that's why the movie was called Over the Top. I was like, what the hell is this and why are we watching it? But he loves it. He was like, as a kid, I was obsessed with this. So it's, it, it, was, it was funny to watch. But that is something that we share is that I show him some of my childhood movies that I love. That's cute. Like he's hadn't seen Sister Act and Sister Act 2. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are amazing. Have
0: you not seen so that, Brian?
1: I didn't want to. He didn't want to.
0: The best, movies. and then
1: to answer your question about the Brussels sprouts, they're pretty basic. It's just I like them super crispy mm-hmm. and a little charred on top, so it's just a matter of how long you cook them. I just like toss them in olive oil, salt, and pepper, and then that's how Brian likes them yeah. with them charred on top. And then I also have this balsamic vinegar, honey glaze oh that I can God. pour over them. But he is the, the healthiest eater, so he doesn't like it with that. <laughs> so that's how we've been eating and living.
0: Oh, well, he's the healthiest eater, and you've been Pelotoning, so... I have. But not.
1: that's what I mean about my mental space isn't right. I have not Peloton since the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. because my mental... Like health just hasn't been great. I've just more so been focusing on journaling, um, podcasting, just speaking out because that's what I'm putting my energy in. I have not worked out since then, but I'm now feeling like in a better place, Mm -hmm. but my focus has just been glued to the news and and reading things and just figuring out how I can help.
0: You know, I was going to say, I really commend you for speaking out so much during this and I'm glad to hear you say it like it helps you because I want you to talk a little bit about higher learning because I'm dead serious. I said this earlier. It's so good. It's so good. And I've been telling everyone. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I'm so glad you love it. It's, it's something that we've been talking about with the ringer for a while. And I've always wanted to work for the ringer and I actually haven't shared this story and I would have shared it on my social media, but just, you know, my so I've been using my social media in other yeah. ways as of lately, but I'm very big on manifestation and Same. visualization. And I was going through my notes a couple of weeks ago, I was going through my notes and I was looking at a note title that I had called Sports Career Goals. And one of them was Bill Simmons the Ringer. And I was it was my goal to work oh for my that God. company. And so, to fast forward a year and a half later, where I'm actually working for the Ringer, having conversations and talking with Bill Simmons, it's like it's all coming to fruition. And so, that was a very big moment for me. So, I've always wanted, I've always admired what they do at the Ringer and especially admired Bill Simmons. And so, it just kind of came together where he had this idea and he wanted Van and I to come together to talk about. The culture and how it's affected with sports and entertainment and politics and current affairs. And initially, and it will eventually get back to that. It's going to be more Mm lighthearted as we talk about different subjects, but also our podcast is supposed to reflect the pulse Mm -hmm. and the heartbeat of the culture. Mm -hmm. And right now we are hurting Mm -hmm. as a culture. And so I'm very proud of what we've been able to talk about and have these open conversations about what is happening right now, because that is the purpose of the podcast. And I'm just very thankful that it's right on time where we just released the third episode and we're able to talk about what's going on in a really smart way. And the whole reason that it's called a higher learning is it's based off of a 1995 John Singleton movie called Higher Learning. And at the end of that movie, Lawrence Fishburne is shouting out unlearn. And that's the whole purpose of it is that you have to, to achieve this higher learning. You have to unlearn the things mm, that you've, you've been, been taught. taught your entire life. And so I love that that's the title of the podcast. So I good. love talking with Van twice a week because it comes out twice a week and we just, we have good chemistry and it's our do. first time working together. So it's just, it's been really, really fun.
0: That's funny. I was going to ask him, like, have you done anything with him before? Because truly, I mean, you guys no. just kind of go, I mean, you play off each other. So, well, it's, I'm amazed that that's the first, I mean, Thank you. have you, it's had fun. you met before we met? Okay. Before. We definitely met before we talked before. Mm-hmm. We talked about this idea and
1: what we've wanted to do. Um, And we, that's why we've also pushed the podcast back because we didn't know if we could do it during quarantine. Mm -hmm. And we were originally going to release everything in April and we just kind of waited and we thought, okay, we'll do this at the end of May and we tested it out from a distance and it's just all coming together. But no, we haven't worked together before, but it's so fun because we just come from different worlds and even him talking about The Bachelor and how he knows absolutely nothing. He's never watched an episode. He can't stand it. Uh, But he
0: likes me. I'm the I'm the one thing he likes from Master Nation. Hey, (laughs) you're the you're the best. So it's a good thing to like, I was truly crying when you were explaining fantasy suites to him. (laughs) And You
1: have to watch the video of it because I just couldn't believe that he had never (laughs) heard of it before he knows what the show's about but he was like what they're doing this on abc a family channel he was like i
0: you know i expected some petting and then you're like oh no fantasy suites and then you try to convince him too that it's not always about sex you're like i've been there i it it, i can tell you from experience and he's like "Mm -mm. yeah no no he (laughs) don't want to hear it he heard enough he heard everything he wanted to hear that was it oh my god i'm like if you guys are bored, which we're in quarantine and you need to be educated and you need a good laugh, please listen to this. It's so good. Thank you. It's we're so very good. proud of it. Rich, I could talk to you for five ever, but I want you to give me, we'll kind of end this. How could we, and I mean everyone, be better allies through Black Lives Matter. That's Wolf a money. great question.
1: Maybe. That's a great question to end on. And I think you know, starting out being aware, Mm -hmm. which is where we all are, right? We're in a space where we are aware of what's happening, but really putting action behind that awareness is how you can be a better ally. And there's so many ways that you can do it. I saw a great post that talked about just because you don't see me posting doesn't mean that I'm not an ally. And that's very, very true. You don't have to actually see somebody doing it. I think as A person with a platform and as an influencer, we all should be using our platforms to speak out. We don't have a a leader like MLK, as we heard, you know, the speech Mm -hmm. from the balcony earlier and when we were talking, we don't have that. What we do have are people who have platforms via social media and and people are your followers are turning to you. To use your platform so they can understand and figure out what's going on so they can learn if they can't learn from you you can direct them to somebody else to learn from we have to use our platforms that is the point of being an influencer it's not to post pretty pictures and what you wore today you can do that later that can be on hold right now this is your purpose this is what you were called to do so use your platform for good um, to speak out against social injustices and how we can make a difference I think if you don't have a platform, there's so many other ways. Mm -hmm. Voting, as you brought up, Kelsey, voting, get out there, vote, register to vote, register, sign up to register other people to vote, encourage your friends that they're that whole it does your voice doesn't matter. Look at who's leading our country right now. Your voice, your voice matters. (laughs) Your voice (laughs) matters. Your voice matters. Mm -hmm. Vote, volunteer, educate yourself, read books, listen to podcasts, um, there's so many out- people out here. I am not an activist, and Van and I talk about this. I use my platform to try to educate, and so you can understand. But I am not an activist. There are people out here who are de- who have dedicated their lives and are full time fighting this battle in the streets, in in the government in legislation. And I, I'm going to compile a list because I want people, yes, you can follow me, but to follow other people out there who are doing this full time, because sometimes I don't have the answers for you, but yeah, there's so many other ways. And just also at the bare minimum, if you have a friend who, you know, is suffering and going Mm -hmm. through it and is really being affected by, maybe you didn't know that they were being affected by this way in this way, but now you do know,
0: reach out to them check on them and see how they're doing right now. At the least, that's what you could do. Okay, and I lied about that being my last question because <laughs> you saying that, I'm like, oh, okay, wait, I have one more. I'm thankful that I don't have people in my lives or in my life that are racist, but if you do, mm-hmm. how can you educate them? Like, what would you say to them? Oof, I know. It's a good question. Um, I think
1: the first thing to do, I mean, again, people have to be willing to learn. It's like, otherwise you're just talking to a wall. And so some people can't be saved. Some people can't be helped, but if they are, I think it's just a matter of putting things in perspective. It's because they have, if someone is racist, they have completely separated themselves from the race that they are hateful against. So how can you... Relate. how can you make it relatable to them? Mm. I think the only way is to showing them, showing them their privilege. I saw mm. something on, uh, her name is Allison. She's married to Twitch. Yes. And I the, saw mm-hmm, a TikTok mm-hmm. video that they did with the hands. And I thought it was so powerful yeah. because you saw what you, the privileges you have versus somebody who, doesn't look like you, doesn't have. And I think the videos like that put things in perspective. And then I think once you watch that video, you have to talk about the why is it? Right. Why do you have this privilege and this person doesn't? And it's very simple and there's a common denominator. I don't look like you. And then you have to talk about, okay, well, what if somebody in your family marries someone who doesn't, who is black? Mm-hmm. What if, you know, I, then you have black grandchildren? I think you just have to make it, try to find, a way to relate to that person, to make them feel affected and impacted. And that's all you can try to do. And at the end of the day, if they don't wanna hear it, yeah. then they don't wanna hear it. Yeah, But you at least did yeah. your part to try.
0: Yeah, I think that it's like a, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, like I said, I'm very thankful and grateful that I don't have those people in my life, but it's like the reality is I do because they're all around me and anything I can do I want to do um so I'm gonna keep asking you I'm gonna call you and be like SOS what do I do in this situation do it and that's a really
1: good point Kelsey because I do get the question of are you tired do you feel exhausted that you have to educate and it's like no because I'm not gonna knock anybody who's trying to understand What good does it do if I'm like, don't ask me, Google it. No, you sometimes it's uncomfortable to ask and you might only feel comfortable coming to a friend. So I encourage black people out there. If your non-black friend comes to you and is asking you a question, it might be tiresome. You might be exhausted, but be grateful that they're asking you and they're trying to grow and understand because these are the conversations that we need to be having with one another.
0: Like mic drop. When you compile yeah. that list of people, are you going to put it on everything? Yeah, like, I'm going to put it on my social media. Uh, I want to find a list of activists
1: that that are doing this all the time. They can give you way better information than I can.
0: Oh, Well, you have to tell me. I'll keep my eye out. We'll have After Buzz put that out too because I think that that's really, really great. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy you're thanks. doing that. And yeah, you're really great. And, so are you, girl. Oh, I'm like, after all of this, and you're in L.A. Can you please come join me again? Oh, I would love to. I'm so proud of you and what you're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I look up to you. I really do. I think that you're just like the most badass, fabulous, oh, thank you, inspiring person. So keep doing what you're doing because you're reaching so many people and it's, it really is powerful. Thank you. And thank you for giving me
1: this platform to be able to do it. I mean, this is part of, you talk about being an ally. This right here is being an ally, having these conversations where we can talk about this and it might reach
0: one person and that's enough, you know, yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah. Okay. And Rach, where can everyone find you on social, listen to your podcast? Give us the whole spiel.
1: Yes. You can find me on at the Rach, T-H-E, Rach Lindsay. Um, It's the same on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then as far as higher learning, you can find that. Well, higher learning and bachelor happy hour. You can find that on Apple, Apple, Spotify, Spotify. or wherever Mm -hmm. you
0: listen to podcasts. I always have to remember that line. Yes, And YouTube. And you can watch you guys on YouTube on higher learning, which is funny to yeah, see your you facial watch. expression. I'm so it's ridiculous. I'm so animated.
1: I forget that it's recording sometimes, but yes, yes. You can also find us on YouTube. So subscribe to those podcasts and then follow me on Instagram. So I can try to give you as much information I can about everything that's happening
0: right now. Oh, amazing. Thank you. And I'm Kelsey Meyer and you can find me on everything at kelsmeyer Meyer And this was, the first wonderful, wonderful episode of Bachelor AM with Rachel Lindsay, Kelsey Meyer. Thanks, Rach. I appreciate Thanks, you. Jill. Bye. Our founder,
1: Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz see you later.